So basically, I was walking. So I was going. I was leaving work. Um, I was just going on my lunch break, just just going to you know get something to eat, you know, some chill. Just just going to get something to eat. So I'm walking to my car. So I'm walking to my car when I'm walking. I don't know. I'm just a people watcher, so I just be watching shit just all the time, just looking at people, and I just happen to catch uh, this dude's eye. And so like I like made eye contact with him, and then like I just you know obviously just looked away. Cause I'm not staring at dude, but so I looked at him, looked away. And then continue to look for my car. And I'm like, oh, then I got my car right there. And so the car happened to be right behind his. So he was parked. Like if he pulled in like my his his car, my car is like right there next to it. So I, you know, I start walking, you know, towards my car because I think I see my car. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I start reaching for my keys. I have my hands in my pockets and stuff like that. Walking fast. And as soon as I walk by like the door mirror. Where were you at? I was coming out of work. Okay. So, so you was at work. I, yeah. So as soon as I walked by dude door mirror, like all I heard was the loudest lock sound I ever <laughs> heard in my life. It was just like, like right as soon as I walked by his shit and I'm like, okay, like what the fuck? Like, obviously bro wanted me to know I'm locking it because of you. Cause I just looked at you and I seen you walk past. Mm-hmm. So I'm locking the door. Mm-hmm. So he walked, he locked the fuck out the door. And then, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not thinking nothing of it. You know what's funny? Outside of the blatant racism, mm-hmm. is it's like what is blocking the door actually gonna do? Like if you really, if they're obviously not you, but if somebody really wanted to do something, you don't think that they would have like uh, something to break the glass, you know, mm-hmm. break through the window. Like if somebody really wants to get to you, they're you can't really stop them. I think well, it's it's more of like this mental thing of. I want to show you that I I can protect myself and I am fearful of you when I'm taking a stand. It's like, no, you actually, like, if I actually wanted to harm you, this wouldn't be doing really much of anything. If I pointed a, mm-hmm. a gun at the window, yeah, you were real quick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and unlock that door. There ain't no lock. It was the point of the lock. I could break that window immediately. <laughs> and next time I see him, I'm breaking the window and motherfucking taking his everything he has but no so that's racist that's what i've been going back and forth with in my brain because it's like i feel like if any person walked by my car i'll lock the door really yeah like you still do that i forgot to lock it so you don't even lock it you walk your best told me lock it like literally as soon as i I was right outside no but this is the thing i don't know it could be coincidence this is the guy was in the car right yeah, he was in the car. He was in the car. And it could be coincidence, you're right. But the thing is, like, like I oh, said, I he made... was in the car. Okay, that's different. Yeah, he was in the car. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, it's different when you oh, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he like, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's like, this is why, like, it could be coincidence, but at the same time, like, like I said, I made eye con- contact with him, like, maybe 10 seconds before. And then, like I said, I'm looking for my car. And I'm like, oh, it's right there. He, I didn't hear no. Uh, he he had his car on. I don't know if he he didn't leave before me. He didn't leave before I left. So, like I said, I, lo- I looked at him ten seconds before. And then he looked. Then I didn't hear no lock. And then as soon as I walked by, he locked it. So it was like, okay, like bro, come on. No, but the crazy thing is to wrap this shit up though is, so I went and got in the car, and it wasn't even my car. Like, but the door was unlocked, so like I went and stepped in that shit, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not my car." Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, this is." I'm like, "This is not my car." I'm really reinforcing like his his beliefs. Like, this nigga's this this nigga's a thief. <laughs> like, Wait, so you were right next to him? So did he see you sit in the car and then hop out and go to your car? I, I think so, but he like that car was yeah. pulled in. Like they were the backs were to each other. So I don't even know if he saw me like open the door and try to get in. But then um he did see me go to another car because cause my car was actually like right in front of him. Like the other way. So yeah, I don't know. Like, so what do y'all think? So that's racism. It's definitely it's definitely racism, right? Yeah. I want to say it's racism. Okay, how how do you look at it then? I mean, I feel like if anybody walked by, he probably would have locked this door. But I mean, hey, I mean, staying safe. Nah, ain't no nah, and I don't want to like, like I might look dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. That's how crazy. But I might look dangerous. Like I might like I have my hands but, in my pocket, I had on all black. Like I might look dangerous a little bit. But 
you were in the parking lot of your job though right i was see that changes things to me that's what makes it racist is let's say you were at a mall then yeah if a strange person is rolling up on me at a mall then like i'm gonna be more alert more self-aware of what's happening around me but if it's at the job i'm assuming you probably work here and i'm assuming mm. if you work here no you're not gonna steal from your uh, from somebody who works at the same company who could easily identify you if needed and i don't want his toyota yaris anyway like, i don't even <laughs> want that like why would you think i want that when i went to a bigger better newer car than yours you feel me? So it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like shit like that. And that happens to me often. And I ask my coworkers, like, like, has that ever happened to y'all? And it was like, no, that's, I never heard anything like that. And they're that white people? Non-black people. Non-black. Yeah. So. You know, have you asked them, like, do they think it's racist? Like, do you do that when black people walk past your car? Mm -hmm. And what did they no. say? No, everybody I asked, they was like, really like, oh, what, like, for real? That happens? Oh, uh, that's crazy. Was he on like that? <laughs> because somebody is doing this, right? Like, these things aren't happening in a vacuum. Somebody is doing this. So I would mm -hmm. at least respect it more if they were like, if somebody that you asked was like, oh, yeah, I do, I do that. But here's, here's why. Like, yo, if I don't know you, yeah, I'm going to lock the car if you walk up on me. Or, you know, well, if you had your hand in your pockets, like, I don't know what's up. So, yeah, I might have locked the car just to be safe. Mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. even saying that they have to say it was a race thing, but to deflect and be like, I didn't know people do. Uh, it's like. Yeah. no. But the thing is, like, everybody that I told, they said it was racist, though, without me prompting them to ask if it's racist. They was like, damn, that's racist. So, so it was like, OK, I think they understood. I think okay. they understood. Um, but the reason I said the hands in the pocket thing is because I almost got what you want shot them to do? nothing. I just wanted sympathy <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but the reason I said the pocket thing, because I, I remember remember the the package thing, right? I don't know if you remember that when you sent me over there to uh, to to Red's house to get that package. Yeah, what about it? So like I remember I went. It was extra early in the morning, and um, I I had on my Carhartt big ass jacket and I had my hands in my pocket and I knocked on the door, put my hands back in the pocket. And then like his dad came out, was like, Hey man, like who, who the fuck is you? Like, why are you up on my on my porch with your hands in your pocket and shit like that? So was this a, a white person? No, it was a black man. It was a black oh, man. So I feel like that might be a threat to people. I don't know. It might seem threatening, like what he got in that pocket. I feel like anybody on your property, you would feel a little alarm if you didn't know who they were. This is true. This is true. I mean, not to like take it to an even deeper, darker place, but you know, the past couple months we've heard multiple stories, and even before that, of black people being on somebody's porch and getting shot. Mm -hmm. So you when you bring up the hand in the pockets thing, it's like okay, people say they feel unsafe. What I don't understand about that is like, if you are inside the house, what can somebody on the porch do that makes you feel uncomfortable? That's a good question. Are you talking about that? I remember this one story specifically where a woman shot another woman, like somewhere down. Mm -hmm. south. Is that what you're talking about? That's one of them. Another yeah. one happened to like, I think like a 16 year old kid. And he um, yeah. went to go pick up his brother and went to the wrong house. He got shot. Mm -hmm. Like anytime I go to the door and I see people I don't recognize, I'm like solicitors and I hide. Like yeah. <laughs> I go to the back of the house and mind my own damn business. I never think oh, those person wants to rob me. I would mm. think if somebody's gonna rob me, they're not coming to my front door. That's true. That is they're true. about to come through a window, if anything. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's really no threat if you don't open the door. And then cause it's crazy because that one story where the lady shot the lady, like she shot her through the door. Yes. So it's like she really wasn't a threat. So I don't know. It's, it, it can kind of. I don't know. I just don't want to be seen as like a threat or something. Like that's that's really my the moral of the story is like yeah I got locks. Yeah I'll be wearing black clothes. I'll be having my hands in my pocket. <laughs> I'll be having on hoodies. <laughs> you know, say all the all the uh, uh, the criteria. But like I just don't want to be seen that way. And that's the thing is like to me nothing that you described sounds like somebody who should be seen as a threat to you like 
Exactly. And then obviously, you know, I know you and I'm a young black person as well. So like, I may not be the right criteria, but like, okay, if you're walking around in daytime in a shy on, I can see how that is threatening to people. Not if you crazy. pull up to the mall in a shy seat, yeah, I can, I don't think that's racist if somebody is like, hey, what are you up to? But having dreads, wearing black, having your hands in your pocket, just being a black man in America should not in itself be seen as a threat. I know that seems sketchy to me. I don't know what y'all talking about. See, see what I'm saying? That seems super sketchy. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like those, these are just the cards that were dealt, and it is what it is. We're always going to be threatening to someone. That's so, true. hey, but yeah, black man wearing all black <laughs> with his hands in his pocket. That guy's a, he's a danger to the community. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like uh, to some people, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna assume. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, let's let's enter the podcast. Uh, let me start to cut you off, but let's enter the podcast here, man. Welcome to the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining us this time around. And if it's your first time, thank you for coming through. My name is Matt. I'm here with my two co-hosts. What's up, y'all? It's Jermaine. And it's Ron. This is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, also Apple Podcasts. Also, go check out that merch store. Most definitely check that joint out. And I was just going to say, Matt, going back to what you were saying about like us being threats, it's funny how like white people, I mean, let's just say white people, but how some people can find things to be threatening instead of looking at the opposite way. Like to me, you walking fast is like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of work. It has nothing to do with trying to be a threat, right? Mm-hmm. I've had a similar situation happen. I was um, taking a friend to the airport and it was like 5 p.m. We got caught in afternoon traffic and we were on the freeway. And at the time I had a Chevy Malibu with like blacked out tents, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize at the time was like, drug dealer car, but kind of like that later. (laughs) For sure. Um, And so we're driving and it's like bumper to bumper traffic. And so we're in traffic. She's like clipping her nails and throwing them out the window. And next thing I know, I see this cop pull up behind me. And I'm like, I'm sure he can't be about to stop me because we're all going like 25 on the freeway. Mm -hmm. And he comes and he pulls me over and he's like, uh, you know, where are you going? Where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, we're like just leaving work. I'm taking her to the airport. What's wrong, officer? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what's she throwing out the window? And I was like, excuse me? He's like, do you guys have drugs on you? And I was like, I said, we just left work. Like, <laughs> Why was she littering? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's an interesting question. <laughs> See, I don't even know how you saw the nails, though. Like, these were her real nails. These weren't like acrylics or anything. These were her natural nails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, he said, Whoa, she's throwing out the window. And I was like, That was her nail clipping. She's clipping her nails. And, you know, of course they let us go because there was no reason to stop us. I don't even know if he even really said anything about my tents. Like there was nothing that we were doing that was illegal. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how something that should be so innocent, like, hey, I'm trying to take my friend to the airport after work in rush hour traffic is seen as, oh, I don't know, that we were trying to move weight and saw the cops behind us and wanted to throw it out the window. Like they're images of us are so far from reality it's really incredible sometimes mm-hmm. so what was the cost what did he hit you with nothing he just stopped by just just was, to see what i was up to that's it yeah that's really like, like, all over he never gave a reason nope and that's the thing is like i've been pulled over a number of times i've never gotten a ticket in my life and it's usually that's over true. some bullshit like I, uh, at Michigan State, I used to live off of, like, the main road off of Grand River, and I lived in, like, an area that was pretty much predominantly white. Like, I lived in, like, a neighborhood, not, like, where most of the other apartment complexes were, and I would get pulled over, pulling up to the crib all the time, 
for no reason, no speeding, no running a red light. Just like, oh, what you doing over here? I'm like, I literally live here to the point that like cops, why I told them, I was like, this is like my building. Like I, I live here. And they like watch me pull into the parking lot and get out of the car to go inside. Crazy. Cause why would you lie about that? Like what's like, why am I, why am I going lie? And it's like, officer, you have my license. You can see my address. You see, <laughs> can see I live here. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's really about trust though. Like I feel like some people just don't trust certain other people and it just kind of is what it is. And like Rod, like Rod, you made a good point though. I ain't gonna lie. Like, this the cars we dealt at the end of the day. Like, we just gotta roll with the punches at this point. Yeah, because I mean, I definitely was stopped by like an Asian cop, and uh, here in Texas, because mm-hmm. he said, "Like, where are you going? You moving kind of fast." I'm like, "I'm I'm going to Houston. I'm I'm on the road." Like, I'm like, I'm not. I wasn't speeding or anything. He was like, "Yeah, you're just moving kind of fast and stuff." And then he did ask me to uh like step out the do. car. Mm-hmm. He asked me to step out the car. I was like, for what? He said, I just need you to step out the car for a moment. I'm like, Sir, all right. I'm not speeding. <laughs> you got no reason to pull me out the car. You know. He asked if I had drugs too. Like you've been doing drugs. You drugs, he said, it does kind of smell a little bit like weed in here in that car. That could uh give me probable cause to search. I Did mean, it smell like, like weed? <laughs> no, it didn't. I really didn't smoke. Okay. <laughs> that was the problem. I, I was even more upset. I was like, you're not going to find anything in there. <laughs> like, I guarantee it. Like, that's what I told him. I said, I guarantee you're not going to find anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, then he was just, he started, like, just looking around my car. He was just like, oh, yeah, you see in the front? In Texas, you got to have um, the plate in the front and the back. And that's, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to show you that. So you pulled me over for that? Yeah. So did you get a ticket or anything? No, nah, he didn't give me a ticket. Because I was new in town or whatever, he just said, yeah, get it taken care of. I did, I had no idea you had to have a plate in the front and the back. Me so either. I was just like, all right. But see, that's, that's what's fucked up with the system is those little petty sort of rules are exactly in place to stop people like us. Like innocent black people who are going about their business that's the whole point is that you can be like, oh, you have a crack in your windshield. It's obstructing your view. I needed to pull you over to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. the, I just saw three other cars drive by with the same thing. And you didn't pull them over. Tail lights, uh, so many other things that could be wrong. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to get you. And then just so I can try to find something else. Mm-hmm. You know? so that's why registration. He, yeah. And that's why he brought up the weed, though, because he really wanted the weed charge. He really wanted, he really wanted to worry about that plate. Nah. He wanted to get like some real big shit, but he thought so, I was moving weight or something. He was like, he's obviously moving fast to get somewhere. Wait, you had out of town plates though, right? Yeah, I did at the time. That could be what it is. <laughs> like, you, like you just got the rental, like, okay, I'm about to go ahead and put this in the uh in the wheelbase. <laughs> you know, the road. If I like if I play devil's advocate for two seconds, like, do I think all this stuff is racism? Yes. But I also think, like, we live in a world where people just don't trust other people. Like, even outside of, like, the racial aspects. I wonder if that's part of the issue, is that we just, like, inherently don't trust other people. I think it's possible. I I don't. I definitely don't. Like, you got to earn that. Some people just give it just off of, like, oh, that's another human being. They would never do that. But I just feel like that's naive to just trust everyone. So I think that could be what it is. I mean, you got to give me a reason to trust you. And like, because this is my life. Like, <laughs> like nobody, you know, one thing I learned in life is like, nobody really care about your life as much as you care about it. So it's like, Never. why would I trust somebody? You know? Um, this, yeah. this is random as hell, but, you know. I'm just thinking about like the stories that we make up, like, okay, Roz got out of town place. He and he's moving kind of quick, but he's not above the speeding limit. So he must be moving weight. When you guys go on trips and you're like on the plane, in your minds, you have like stories of what people are going to do, like where they're traveling to, why they're traveling. No, I don't do that. You do that? Kinda. Really? (laughs) 
Like, I definitely kind of feel like I'm scoping out people to be like, okay, I know why I'm going to XYZ place. Why are you going? Mm. Why are you going? What do you have going on? Interesting. No, I don't ever think about that. That's interesting. I'd be assuming that most people just going like back home or something like you can if you're going for like a specific reason, like say you're going to the Beyonce show or whatever, like you can kind of tell the people on the plane that's going to the Beyonce sure. show or to the whatever show. But most most of the time, I just feel like people going back to the crib, to be honest. But then it's like, well, then why were you here? Like, like why was you in my city? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've taken most day like a lot of flights to like between Vegas and Detroit. And obviously I know why people are going to Vegas, but then when we get on the plane to go back to Vegas, from Vegas to Detroit, I'll hear people like, oh, well I'm from Wisconsin or these other places. And I'm like, where the fuck are you going to Detroit? What business do you got in Detroit? Yeah. Cause let everybody tell it, Detroit the most craziest, dirtiest, the most dangerous city. So like, why are you coming to Detroit? You know, um, that's interesting. No, let me tell one more story, and we're gonna move on from from this from this uh, topic. So, I was walking into my building, the building that I live in now. We got a garage in the, in the bottom floor that you got to go through. So, I be trying so hard to avoid people. Back back to what we was talking about a couple episodes ago with like not meeting your neighbors. Um, I be trying to avoid people, so I try to time it like, okay, I don't want to see nobody in the garage. But this one time, I saw somebody in the garage with this white man. I don't know. This white white men just might might just be scared of me for some reason. Um, but so he, I seen him once again, I made eye contact, beep, locked the car. Okay, cool. Whatever. That's cool. One time is cool. I understand. And was he in the car or he was like walking no, he, into the building? He was outside the car. Like he was standing by ah. his car and he's like, beep. I said, okay, cool. Whatever. That's fine. Like I get that. But then he looked back again and then he said, beep, beep. Like he locked it again <laughs> while looking at me. I'm like, why is you looking at me locking your car? Like I'm about to come up and rob you, bro. What is like? Why? Like I'm, I, like I must look threatening or something. Maybe I gotta fix my face or something. But like, that's crazy to me. And how many other black people live in the building? Because it's a pretty diverse building. Yeah, it's definitely a diverse building. Like young black people, older black people, men, women, white, everybody. So it's like I'm sure he has to know for you to be in this parking lot. Like, yes, I live here. Once again, why would I steal your shit if we live in the same building? That's just stupid. And it's a camera right there. Like, what are you doing? Come on, man. I don't I don't get it. But yeah, like I said, I gotta fix my face and just smile more. I guess maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I feel like you gotta even this out with the universe and now anytime white men walk past you, and just lock your car like five times. I'm 10 steps ahead of you because I already do that. <laughs> Just in retaliation. <laughs> like, oh, y'all want to, oh, y'all think I'm dangerous? Okay. <laughs> I've been doing that for a long time. And you just got to fear them as they walk past and like slowly pick up your phone and like act like you're calling somebody, like you're calling the police. Clutch my pearls like, oh my God. I just no. wanted to report a strange man in my parking lot. <laughs> No, yeah, I definitely already do that. But all right, let's let's move on to the next topic. Um, so go ahead and intro this one, Jermaine. So, you know, we live in like a really interesting time with the internet. Like there's some really beautiful things about it. Like there are people who whose stories we learn that we wouldn't have known without the internet, people who have something to say that we wouldn't have seen without the internet. And in a lot of ways that can be really valuable, you know, obviously like the internet is democratized, like who has access to have a platform. But I also have noticed like more and more like stories of people where it's like, you know what, maybe this person didn't need a platform. Maybe this person actually, we never should have known who they were. Maybe the world might have been okay if this person was, not somebody in our radar. Um, and it made me think about like the old school days of like when they used to kind of gatekeep who could become a celebrity. Like in order for you to become a celebrity, you needed to get a manager and an agent and a producer needed to fuck with you or a director needed to like you. Like you needed somebody else to be like, okay, I think this person is okay. So one of the examples that came up this week that made me think about this is um, 
there's a, a YouTuber who her whole thing is about like giving parental advice. And I guess she has like 2 million followers online or something like that. Her name is Ruby Frankie. And her whole thing is about being like a stern parent. And she just got charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like she was beating her son. She wasn't feeding him. And like she had, she has six kids, mind you. Mm-hmm. Like a clip came out of her on her YouTube channel. Where she's like, my kids are being bad. Shape, so I'm just not going to feed them. So like she has like openly confessed to doing some of this stuff. Ruby Frankie, huh? Okay, let me let me look her up right quick. Yeah. Utah. Uh, makes sense. Utah. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I think. Um, let me take it back to a point well, where you made. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to pause it here because uh, I had just looked it up, mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy how she was caught. There's a whole non non one one um description uh-huh. of what happened, and I just want to read. This is uh, what the dispatcher was saying. Okay. So they got the 911 call. The dispatcher said, 911, the address of your emergency. Damn, a lot of the call is redacted. Maybe, maybe it's going to court or something like that. But mm-hmm. they was like, tell me what happened. Uh, and they was like, I have a 12-year-old boy show up here at my front door asking for help. And he said he just came from a neighbor's house. And we know that he has problems at the neighbor's house. He's emaciated. He's got tape around his legs. He's hungry and he's thirsty. Okay. Oh. The dispatcher says, did he, is, is your door locked? And the caller was saying, no, I'm sitting outside with him on the front patio. And uh, he asked us to call the police. So he's very afraid. So they redacted what the boy said. The caller is like, he's 12 years old. Uh, yes. And the dispatcher was asking for date of birth. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and stop there pretty much, but that's kind of crazy. Just how he came to the, the door. He was hungry, thirsty, his legs taped up. Yeah. And kind of bruised up. I'm like, who was this woman? Like, I thought it was the mom. <laughs> that was the mom. Yeah. And so what had happened was um he was at the mom's friend's house. And that's when he like broke out and ran to the neighbor's house. Um, and then when they went back to Ruby's home, they found her other daughter, her other kid, I think like a 10-year-old, was in like a similar condition. And that's when they were like, yeah, we're taking this bitch to jail. And she should be. It's just hilarious. Like this woman's whole career basically was being on YouTube, giving advice about parenting. And yet here you are starving and abusing your kids. What kind of advice you give though? Um, It was about like, her whole thing was about like tough love. And so she basically, like I said, there's a video that came out where she was like, yeah, my kids, they're not going to eat today until they have the house clean. And people was following that? Like, oh, yeah, that's that's it. Like, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, people were really rocking with it. Like, she that's literally what... is talking about abuse. And people was like, okay. And, like, they just, they thought that was good advice. At one point, I guess a couple years ago, like, people started to realize, like, oh, like, she's, like, for real not feeding them. And they made a petition to, like... I don't know if it was to like get her canceled or to have somebody look into it, but clearly nothing really came out of it until a couple of years later until now. So, so we're just to understand as well. Um, the kid running out the house. So no, nobody ran after the kid. They didn't notice the kid. That That's kind of weird to me. Like no one was running after the kid or trying to yell at him. He just jump, runs out the house. Yeah, I think he, from what I heard, he just snuck out. Um, like I said, she has six kids, so maybe she just was preoccupied oh, okay. with the other ones. Yeah, you would think, like, if she was doing shit like that, she doesn't want that information to get out. Like, you would keep watch over them to make sure they don't escape. It's funny, though, because when you read that ride, it sounded like, I don't know if y'all ever heard them stories of, like, when somebody's been kidnapped for 15 years and they show up on the doorstep. After 15 years and they hungry, cold, tattered clothes. Like it sounds like that, but like that's her kids though. Here's another story. I just looked up something else about her. And mind you, this is a clip that she posted on her on her YouTube. So she was not being secretive about this. Mm-hmm. She told a story about how she got a text from her daughter's teacher that said Eve didn't have a lunch today. Um, she didn't have a lunch packed. And Frankie, the lady says she told the teacher that she refused to bring her six-year-old daughter lunch as a way of teaching her a lesson. 
She sent her six-year-old daughter to school with no food. She held for that. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, okay, so let's let's take it to the topic then. So, like, all right, this person, you said she had how many uh, subscribers? Like, you said two million or something? Yeah. So, like, okay. Should we gatekeep celebrities? I mean, yeah. Like who but... should be celebrities? You said who should? Yeah, who can become a celebrity? Yeah, who? Yeah, should we gatekeep who can become a celebrity? I don't. It's interesting because like we pay attention to the fucked up shit because like you know just based off of things we talked about where it's like oh I don't want to feed my kids, to, uh, don't feed them to teach them a lesson. Like people are following her and listening to these videos and listening to what she's saying and like rocking with it. So it's like somebody, I don't know if they agreed with it or if they were just like, oh, she's a train wreck. I'm just watching it. But either way, people are paying attention to her. So it's like, I think we should gatekeep who should, who has a platform or who can talk. But like your people going to love or hate it because sometimes hate is more stronger than love. Can we even really gatekeep anything? If Like you can get on YouTube and record something today and it's going to be out there. So like how can we gatekeep in 2023? And that's the fucked up part. I know you said you had an update on uh, EDP, right? I do. I do. Um, what Do y'all know who EDP? I don't know if I had to break it all the way down for y'all. But um, so EDP is a, what stands for Eat That Pussy for some reason. I don't know why he, why he did that. Um, so he's a YouTuber. He's like a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. I remember watching him like, over a decade ago on YouTube, he used to just like rage and go crazy about the Eagles. So that's where everybody knows him from. But like, uh, I'll just take it to the most, the second most recent incident where um, he was caught by a vigilante, Chris Hansen type of nigga, where they were trying to catch him with, you know, with underage kids, right? And so I guess they had texted bro and it was like, oh yeah, like come over, we got cupcakes, like posing as a 15 year old girl or something. Caught him, recorded a video. He got caught. It got blasted all over the internet and everything. So that happened like two years ago. And he's still not in jail. And like, if I told remember, your girl he had cupcakes and come over. No, he. She said I have. I think yeah, he was going to get cupcakes from the from the young girl. And he like thirty something. Um, you, what were you gonna say, Jermaine? If I remember right, YouTube took him off the platform after. They did. Yep, they did. But he still has his own website right now. I don't even want to promote it, but he has his own website. He has he still has a Twitter. He still has a TikTok. Um, so those I, those mean, I feel like that's the way to gatekeep is uh these social media platforms gotta block them, especially when they're doing things like this to kids and mm -hmm. like whether they're harming them or doing inappropriate things with them. Maybe it should be on the platforms to monitor that situation. I agree. I think that it might have got too far gone at this point just because there's so much content on YouTube being dropped every day. Like even when we upload videos, like we get demonetizations and and you know, like, oh, you can't use this content and stuff like that. Like they can find that quick. But like, how are they not finding this other shit that's problematic? I think it might just be hard to find. Um, but if you got two million subscribers, I feel like you should have heard of this person. You should have heard about the shit that they talking about. It should be like they got fresh and fit out of here. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. I don't know. I mean, it still took them a while to do that. It did. Like they built the platform. They got all these subscribers. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not you can really do because people follow them. That's their choice. If they want to listen to that and they want to hear that. I mean, they're going to go find it anyway. If it's not on that platform, it'll be another. So it's like, yeah, I think I think once again, we're the problem. Like people are the problem, not the. Well, it's both. Obviously, the creators are the problem too. But like, if we follow them, I definitely think it's both. Yeah, it's both. Once again, so it's like, what can we really do? And you know what the thing is, like talking about what you're speaking about, Jermaine is like, yeah, back in the day, you had to be an actor, you had to be a musician and stuff like that, and we didn't have um social media and stuff like that but now we have social media where you can just be an influencer just because you dance good or you got the best swag like you got the new Shein drops or the yeah but you're funny drops. or yeah so like now it's just like oh i can anybody can just get up here so it's like 
I don't know. Once again, shut down social media. Go ahead, though. And, and it's so tricky because I personally have learned a lot from people on the internet, right? Like, there are people who have definitely, you know, in another world would not have gotten the platform. And I can be like, oh, I learned something from that person. But at the same time, it is scary to think about all you have to do is have an internet connection and have a phone. And you can be like, okay, I'm going to present myself as an quote unquote expert in this. Like this woman, as an example, was saying that she was a parenting expert. Her thing, whole thing was parenting, but you don't even really know how she parents her kids or how they feel about her parenting. That's the scary part is mm-hmm. all the fake experts. Yeah. You don't even need no credentials for shit no more. Um, we can also talk about uh, the dare. Yeah, all this stuff that's happening to kids. That's that's right. an interesting part too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's keep let's keep it on a dark uh, dark mode, right quick. So let's talk about internet challenges, man. Since we're talking about social media and the things that we see and people that's getting platformed. Um, so I think has has anybody done a one chip challenge before? Have you done it right? No, I haven't done the one chip challenge. Okay. No, no I, I haven't either. I kind of want to try it. Well, maybe not after this, but I always do want to try the shit. But so recently it was a team that, that had took the one chip funny. challenge. You said, what? oh, yeah, it could be. It's normally yeah, could be a funny thing that people do. I've mm-hmm. seen it online, TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like basically like a hot chip that you eat. I'm sure everybody done seen it now if you if you're on social media. Um, and so, but recently a teen, uh, had took this challenge. He was 14 years old. He ended up passing away from the actual one chip challenge. And, um, first of all, I just think that that's, that's wild. Um, just because I don't know if what they be putting in this shit, I guess, what is it? What's in here? It's a uh, Carolina Reaper and Naga Viper peppers. I don't know what they use, but it's something very hot. Um, yeah. Man, that's that's yeah. messed up that he passed away like that. Yeah, like, and it's crazy because it the chip is in a coffin shaped container with a skull on the front. Damn, ain't that something? So it's basically one. Like, I just like, don't, I don't really get it. It's like, what, what were people doing around him? You think, like, people were just laughing, and then immediately, then they figured out, hey, he's really, he really died. Yeah, that's probably what happened. I'm gonna try. Yeah, that's probably what happened. To be honest, that's probably some sick shit. Cause they were probably recording it and everything, like recording. Like, the only oh, reason I, I feel like I can't really, I don't want to really joke about it, cause it was a kid. So, man, that's that's condolences to uh, that their family, who he is. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they uh they stopped um, selling that chip and stuff like that. Cause we don't want no more kids um to do that kind of challenge and lose their life like that. Yeah, and they definitely pulled These the stupid joint. challenges. Yeah. Though so he was pronounced dead later that day at the hospital. Yeah. So I'm just reading through this little stuff right quick. Um, yeah, man. That, so there's some sad shit, but I think this just opens up a conversation of like so all the stupid damn challenges that we've seen throughout the years. Like there's been so many that it's just been dangerous for people. Like, what's some of the craziest challenges? What do y'all feel like is the craziest challenge y'all seen? Other than the one tip challenge, because that one is kind of I feel like the one chip challenge is not really that dangerous. That's why I'm so I'm so confused. But what's the craziest one that y'all feel like y'all seen? The cinnamon challenge was one. I'm like, why do you want to cough profusely? Like, number one, a mouthful of cinnamon does not taste good. You know you're gonna cough. I I never saw the appeal with that. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, like cinnamon. I love the crate challenge. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing that was to challenge. watch. You did it. No, no, no. But it was no. it was fun watching people fall. Oh man. <laughs> they would really get hurt. Isn't there something like psychological to that? Like I don't know the details, but like aren't we as humans like psychologically programmed to like watching people get hurt? Like we find it funny. Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. We gotta I gotta I feel like there has to be. Like, why do we universally find it funny when people get hurt? Like America's Funniest Home Videos or, or like Jackass. Yeah. Like we just love watching that type of shit. I don't know. Maybe it is. Hmm. Yeah, like we know something's gonna happen usually. Like, oh yeah, that's not that don't look good. But we just sit there and watch. Like, go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, same reason why motherfuckers, when you, because I just went through this when I went out of town. Like, y'all know when y'all see an accident and everybody, like, trying to see what's happening. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same Rubber. thing. I don't know why we do that. Yeah. Gawking and shit, you know? It's like, what do you want to see? The person plastering on the ground? It's like, yes, I do. Yeah, low key, I be no, nah, I don't be wanting to see that. I just be wanting to see like is everybody okay? You know what I mean? But um I learned to like not gawk anymore. I just keep keep rolling. Um now the craziest shit I ever seen, this shit was so damn like I don't even know why people was doing this shit. Like when they took the ice cream out the freezer, they licked it and they put the shit back. Oh like, yes, I forgot about that. That was nasty. That one was just one of the ones where, like, that was around the time where I just lost faith in humanity because I'm like, this really what we doing though? Like, this is funny to y'all. I'm glad that they caught some people and like really sent them to jail for that. Yeah, that's so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shoot, that made me think it just left. Uh, I, I, I'll say another one. Tie pods. I mean, Tide Pods do look good. I ain't gonna lie. Like, it look, it's the nice blue, the nice orange, the white. Like, it looks good, like appetizing. I understand. And what do you think it would taste like if it looks good? Like a blueberry orange, like, you know, that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, something like that. Like, you know what? Lucky and Ty was smart. They would have come out with, like, they would have saw the whole hoopla around it and then, like, collaborated with, like, Skittles or like a candy company and then made like a real candy. Honestly, they should have did. I don't know why they didn't do that because it, it does look appetizing for real. Like they could have made a gummy bear, like a gummy pie. Mm. Like I would I would tear those shits up. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um <laughs> let's see what what other crazy challenges happen. There's been so damn many. I just looked up some challenges and I'm like, man, some of these are wild. They got one that's called the condom challenge. The condom challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a challenge gotta, everybody should do every day. Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta that's tell it. us what the rules are. The challenge involves inserting a latex condom into the nostril and snorting it into the nasal cavity. Oh, and then you pull it out the other end. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you go all the way through your nasal passage. That's mm. disgusting. <sighs> Here's the thing about these challenges: is like you get nothing for doing these challenges. Is like bring more publicity to the companies associated to it. Just because you eat the one chip, you don't get anything in. And you know what the funny thing is? We never remember who started it. Nope. So all you did was started a trend. Like, okay, it's, that's cool. You was a trendsetter, but like, we don't know your name. And now you just got cinnamon in your mouth and you coughing. Like, you know, it, it don't make sense. Was the ice bucket challenge the first challenge? Was it the first? Uh, it might have been. I think it might have been. And that's what's interesting is, like, that was the only positive challenge that ever existed, as far as I know. Like, it actually did something. It raised a lot of money for, what was it, for ASL? ALS, um, yeah. ALS. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, though, when it went from, like, people actually raising money to it just being a thing people did it for the internet. Mm-hmm. Do so you remember when it started? It was like only celebrities doing it. And they'd be like, I'm donating $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> and the next mm. thing you know, it was just like a random auntie who's posting, you know, somebody throwing ice on her. It's like, and a bunch of 14 year old kids doing it. Nobody talking about any donations. Which was cool because it's like, okay, like it's, it's really bringing, like you said, it's a positive thing. It's bringing, um, Awareness to ALS and which I get, I never heard of it before that. So like, I guess that's that's cool. You know what I mean? But um, let me see. Oh, I forgot about that. The Kylie Jenner lip challenge. You know, when people was putting oh. bottles and they were like sucking a bottle to get big lips. Like that was crazy too. Maybe yeah, I'm seeing some wild be. ones like Benadryl challenge. <laughs> the Benadryl challenge. <laughs> what what is that? You just take a a dangerous amount of Benadryl and to achieve a high and experience hallucinations. And they said a teenager uh died from it. Damn. So basically drinking lean. That's what I mean, taking Benadryl pills, I guess. And then oh, they the, had yeah. the uh the NyQuil chicken, the sleepy chicken challenge. Mm-hmm. 
That's that sounds nasty. Pee your pants challenge, the poop challenge. What? What is going on? The dipping challenge. All right, let's talk about um, because this made me think of something. Is like the dance challenges. The only one I can really think of is like the Kiki. What, what's that song called by Drake? Um, uh, Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, no, you're not the song. Like, by Drake. I know no, the song. I don't know the name. Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? Uh, damn, what was the name of that song? Yeah, oh, with the city girls. That's yeah. Yeah, I remember the dance. I mean, what about it? I'm just saying, like that was that's cool. Like I can I can accept dance challenges. Like they oh. they do get corny a little bit, but what was the um dance that went with that? Oh, that was oh, in my Shiggy. feelings. In my feelings, remember Shiggy? Oh, damn! What happened to Shiggy? I just seen a picture of him the other day. Like today, he was looking bad. I ain't gonna lie. Drewski <laughs> really got Shiggy out of here. What you really? said? He was looking bad. I mean, I follow Shiggy. Oh, he okay. Like, so uh, he's still on the up and up. Okay, I don't know the picture. He's on the up and up. I want to oh. say that, <laughs> but he living. He, he living good. He doing. He getting his gigs. Yeah. That's what I mean by Drewski got him out of here. Like you can only have one goofy, viral type person who can be with the rappers. Like I don't think I don't know if there's enough space for multiple of them. Shiggy had a nice little run, and then Drewski came up and was like, "I got it here from now on." Mm-hmm. No, he definitely took that shit and ran, ran as far as yeah. possible. I mean, Shiggy only had the dance. I mean, it's not much you can really do after the song gets played out. I'm looking at him TikTok. Yeah, it does look like he's had a a hard time. Like, he's looking for that le- that next. Uh, I don't even know if you can call it a hit. I don't know next whatever, but. Yeah, um, I saw one where he was like, he, I think he has a business where he gets in a costume and he apparently dances. So he's a clown. Okay. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Nigga, court jester. Damn, damn, Sig. I hate to see it. Yeah, I hate to see it, man. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? The first, I feel like the, I don't know if you, you can call it a challenge, but like Soldier Boy cranked that, like, that might have been the first dance challenge. I was about to say, whoa, did Soulja Boy have the first challenge ever? <laughs> he might have. Damn. Another Soulja first. He might have. Because, I mean, of course, it was Snap Your Fingers. It was uh, Living With his, a Rock With It. You know what? Actually, I think you're under something. I think he was the first challenge. Because, remember, that was, like, the thing was to post it. I don't think you posted the other dance. Like, you saw him in the video and you did him. But that was the only one that. The first one that I can remember where you saw the dance and the whole point was to like post it on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Or just like that was probably back when that was 06, 07. I think YouTube came out in 06, 07. So I think people was like doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, let me put on my tall tee, my long shorts. You know what I'm saying? And we're going yeah. to get that. We're going to create that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think all in all, I think challenges are cool. I guess. Well, are they? I don't know. Like, I just want to see one that's like good for the community. <laughs> you know. Wait, did I make this up? What? I, I'm on Shiggy's TikTok, and it says his tagline is "How I'm a clown." Oh, he so he is like owning the fact that he's a legit clown. Oh, I think that was like one of his vines back in the day. Like he had clown painted on his face, like a clown oh, paint, and he'd be like, okay. "How I'm a clown? How I'm a clown?" Yeah. Never mind. So he's, yeah, so he's still holding it. So I mean, he kind of, I mean, he, he, might, he might be a clown. He's still holding on to that old shit. But I mean, it's much, much success to him. But um, yeah. let's go ahead and wrap. I it. remember he was trying to get into the acting, but I don't think that really worked out for him. For real. Damn. You hate Sorry, shakes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this episode up here. It's been dark enough. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Shiggy. <laughs> shout out to. Is that your highlight for the week, Shiggy? Yeah, I mean, Shiggy. I mean, like, look, he got a daughter and everything. He got a girl. Like, he living good. Shout out to Shiggy. Loki, I don't want to type that in the description because he's going to come back and listen. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, these niggas going crazy. Um, nah, I fuck with Shiggy, for real. That's why I ain't laugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jermaine, do you have anything to highlight this week? I, I do. Um, so, I'm... You know, I've been on a YouTube kick as of late. 
So I wanted to shout out another YouTube channel that I like. Um, it's this girl who does video commentary. Her name is Salem Tovar. Um, lately, I've just been really into the commentary videos, uh, video essay type vibe. And she has some really dope ones, really interesting perspectives. And um, yeah, also, she does like dope makeup. Like she, her makeup looks really dope. And she talks about interesting topics. So. Okay, super dope. Um, let me uh, shout out Blood Orange, which I'm pretty sure we talked about Blood Orange like episodes and episodes and episodes ago. But he's a super dope guitarist, um, artist from the UK, I believe, and he has an album called Negro Swine. Mm. Um, that's definitely. I one of my, love the name. Yeah, it's it's a great um great name. I love the cover. The whole album is good. it's just so it's interesting. Like it's something that. An American would never make. I think it's a super dope. I haven't heard of him in a minute. I know. I'm I'm kind of waiting on him to drop shit. I don't think he dropped since that uh, Angel's Pulse, which was like 2019. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely shout out to Blood Orange. Uh, he's super dope. But check out that. Check out Shiggy's TikTok. Check out that. You said her name was what? Salem Tovar. Salem Tovar. Okay, so check, check out also, that. Also, did y'all hear about the uh, Joker 2 is going to be a musical? No, I didn't. That's crazy. Like you talking about, it's in, it's in theaters, but it's gonna it's like Chicago, basically, like a musical like that. Yeah, it's gonna be a musical, the movie, uh, the really? Joker. Too. They say it's a lot of music in it. Lady Gaga is gonna be, I guess, one of the main actors in it as well. Oh. So it could be good. That could be interesting. Interesting. I hate musicals though, but yeah. Same. Same. Yeah, it killed a vibe for some reason. Like, just give me the music and then the movie. Like, give me a soundtrack. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, but I have faith in Lady Gaga. We'll see. No, she don't. She fine. She fine. She definitely fine. But um, yeah, man, check out all the recommendations that we have in the highlights this week. And uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Friends Podcast, and we out. Peace out. Yep.